Every day, we learn something new when it comes to life with Rona. Today, we'll be learning what makes the heroes tick as they divulge one new thing that we didn't know about them previously. Plus, the heroes go grocery shopping. A gym class hero. The guy or group of guys in high school or junior high that always kick everyone's asses in games and basically made you feel even more shitty about your own suckiness. Welcome to the Gym Class Hero Podcast, where participation trophies go to die. We're back to investigating, y'all. It's gotten so incredibly bad around here. We're now investigating our own. (laughs) It's episode 12 of the Gym Class Hero Podcast entitled The Bread Isle. I'm Thomas Michael, your host, creator, and grocery store rebel. p and Burns over here. I might get a little bit comfortable with our opening quick hit, so let's get at it. Heroes, if you would, please, tell us and the listeners one thing about yourself that we didn't previously know about you. Burns. You know, you, you could go many different avenues. Uh, I'm just going to go with, like, a slightly, you know, Something that's juicy, but a little bit embarrassing, maybe to some. Okay. I'm not, you know, because I grew up with this uh, wonderful R&B group. And sometimes when I'm in the fields and I'm in my car alone, I like to sing a little boys to men. There is zero shame in that game, brother. (laughs) Wait a minute. Did you say you like to sing a little boys to men? Yep. Sing a little boys to men. Yep. Okay. I heard that way wrong. Never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know where you were going <laughs> i don't know where you were going but i don't want to know purez crying to boys to men would have been acceptable in my book <laughs> well, I, just, I heard little boys and i heard it all wrong it was uh, okay oh, jesus jesus listen brother uh diehard boys to men fan when i was you younger. would you you would hear little boys on that one you know it's funny actually <laughs> Burns, you say uh, boys to men. I pulled up to my apartment today, and some dude was working on his car, and he was bumping out of it at the time. Motown Philly was on. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a great one. Yeah, so uh, it's all come full circle. Perez, tell us one thing we didn't previously know about you. People that have known me for a long time probably knew this about me, but you guys may not have. I used to have a really bad uh, like slur in my speech with my S's and See, I didn't know you at the time, but I know that you did. Yeah, like I corrected it myself. I went to speech therapy all through like elementary school, and they could never work it out. But one day I just kind of got fed up and did it. It was weird. Was that when you went to school out in Waxhaw, North Carolina? You know it, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, man. Uh, well, you've improved greatly, Pires. You're a very um, well-spoken young man. I appreciate it. No problem. Now, as friends of 20 plus years at this point, I think it's funny that there's even actually anything that we can divulge about each other that we don't know already. Um, But I'm kind of, I I guess I'm not embarrassed about this. My confession is that when I was younger, I would say seven, eight, nine is the age range, maybe eight, nine, 10. I was in a children's singing group (laughs) called... The Carousel Kids, right? And if you've ever been in my parents' house, they've got that wall of pictures in the front room. And uh, there's one 
with me as a chubby little Thomas, <laughs> which I I was a chubby kid, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I'm wearing a zebra print shirt. That we're all wearing them as a group. There's like nine of us, ten of us, but it's like '90s pink, neon pink, and yellow <laughs> zebra print, right? <laughs> okay, and we used to go to like malls and sing to crowds and stuff like that, right? We also recorded a song for an AIDS benefit album. <laughs> Speaking of little boys. <laughs> I uh, I don't know where the audio is. I swear to God, like, this was cassette tape years, um, little kid. So I don't know where it was. But, um, Burns, you shouldn't be embarrassed about singing to boys and men when I <laughs> was singing about hey, Tom, you shouldn't you shouldn't be embarrassed about that because I, too, was in Kids Art Chorus. And I got to lead as Peter Pan in the spring edition of Disney. Oh, wow. Brought your A-game for that one. (laughs) And I, I too, used to sing at malls, and we, um, and I was used to rock mean turtlenecks. That was great. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yes. Was it turtlenecks and tights? (laughs) Never tighter than Thomas's pants now were, but... (laughs) Okay. All right. Old tight pants Tommy over here. Okay. <laughs> Can't get any tighter. Um, let me ask you all this. Another quick hit. How much cash must you have in your personal bank account for it to be considered FU money? Like your personal bank account. What's the number you would put on that to just be like, it's FU money. I don't care. I can do anything type of money. What's the number? Just put a number on it. You know, us growing up, it's, I, I hate to... The- I don't want to draw this out, but us growing up and seeing sports figures go broke so many years, I don't want to go, I don't want to say a million dollars because we can, I mean, these days you could spend a million dollars pretty fucking, pretty fast. Oh, it's not even close to a million. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I wanted to say like 50 million, but I'm going to go like uh, probably 250 million. Okay. That would be clearly enough to set you and all of your next couple of generations up for life. If there, you there just would have to be some smart investments, yeah, and not and and, and living a, a correct way of life. Not yeah, like, like a, not living an exorbitant life, like living a normal life. You could live off of two hundred and fifty million dollars for your great grandkids. Okay, yeah. and and basically do whatever you want, like not to excess every day of your life, but anything that you really wanted to do. F you, money. <laughs> okay, Perez, what's your number? I mean, f you, money is hard because I know that like some of these baller yachts. Uh, coaching around Fort Lauderdale can cost like 50 mil, you know, or like 100 mil. So it's really kind of hard to put a price. I mean, I could spend some money, bro. <laughs> was, I'm thinking, I mean, if I was like literally like a few money, I'd, I'd probably say a bill. Okay, a bill, a cool bill. There was actually, um, speaking of yachts, a $300 million yacht in Charleston Harbor last week. Woo! Yeah, I mean, I would want like that. You know, when you when you have that kind of money, your tastes obviously go up. You're able to afford more things, and to think that to buy a yacht like that, or even a, just a little two hundred million dollar yacht, for that to be, you know, twenty percent of your net worth if you were a billionaire, it's, it's kind of sick. Yeah, to think about. Yeah, love that money. <laughs> okay. You guys are filthy rich. Okay. Well, you know who else is filthy, filthy rich? Michael Jordan. Okay, and that's what we're roundabout getting to here because um turns out 
that Jordan turned down a $100 million two-hour appearance fee. And this gentleman was not like 96, 97 Jordan. This was three years ago in, 19, in 1997. <laughs> uh, this was three years ago in 2017. Okay? And, you know, obviously not in his heyday. And he owns a garbage NBA team that clearly needs money to spend on players. <laughs> and he had the audacity to turn down a $100 million two-hour appearance fee. What what is the what is the appearance like? What is he doing? I don't know. That was the next question is, do you think they asked him to do some weird stuff? <laughs> Who offered it to him? I think it was somebody in uh, Dubai. <laughs> so do you think they were doing offering him a lot of money to do weird stuff <laughs> over in Dubai? And if you do, what kind of weird stuff do you imagine? Put him in a, a Middle Eastern, you know, cloth clothing outfit and maybe sing some voice to men. I don't know. <laughs> Turn him into chic Jordan. <laughs> All right. What about you, Pierce? What kind of weird stuff are they doing in Dubai? I mean, I, my, my mind immediately goes to like with leather, maybe. That's kind of where I went to. I was thinking 27 virgins and like Michael yeah, Jordan I offspring. Underage, <laughs> underage virgins, maybe some. You know, I didn't say underage. I never said underage. We're going to delete that part. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, if they were overage, he'd probably be all for it. <laughs> it's true. But I'm thinking they're looking for some of that uh, some of that Jordan DNA over in Dubai. Yeah, they're, they're willing to take that however they can get it. <laughs> all right. What, what if it was a we trap? Just, we just want your DNA. Just give it however. to us. Let's just say, I mean, if the man's turning down $100 million for a week appearance, that's this dude's got an extraordinary amount of money, which is definitely FU money. Right, next quick hit. Um, y'all heard about the murder hornets, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have you seen the video of Coyote Peterson taking a sting from a murder hornet? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me real quick play this audio for you. It's like 35 seconds. Uh, the highlights of the aftermath of him getting stung. Um, and you tell me what kind of idiot, on a scale of 1 to 10, you think this guy is. I'm Coyote Peterson, and I'm about to enter the sting zone with the Japanese giant hornet. Ah! Oh, this thing is stuck in my arm. Oh! How bad is it? Oh, man, wave of dizziness really quick. Okay, have you all seen what a murder hornet looks like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have. It's like two inches long. <laughs> it looks like a bird. Okay, hold on. Ah! Oh! Oh! Searing pain! Absolute searing pain! There's where the steering went in right there. Did you not see how slow this? Okay. It's still stuck in his arm, by the way. Okay. Thing was. Oh. Oh! I see blood. Ah! Oh my gosh! He sees blood. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Ah! My hand is completely seized up and locked in place. Okay, he can't move his hand. <laughs> it's getting worse. This is like a tarantula hawk. Look at the swelling that's beginning to form on my arm. <sighs> okay. <laughs> and when dude ends that by saying he's swelling up bad, his forearm tripled in girth. <laughs> this is less than five minutes after he was stunned by the murder bee. Also keep in mind, 
that this is a man whose profession is to get stung by poisonous things. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, what kind of idiot is uh, Coyote Peterson? You know, it, it depends on his net worth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how much money is he making from getting stung by things that could kill him? That, that, that's got to be one of the worst jobs in, in the world. There's got to be some neural pathways that are, just got crisscrossed when you were a baby <laughs> to want to be able to do that job at all. Perez, <laughs> scale one to ten, Coyote Peterson. Idiot? I mean, I, I think Burns said it best, you know. If this guy's making a cool mill a year by getting stung by shit, like, I think you'd have to take into account the amount of time he is actually in pain for how much he makes per hour. It'd be interesting to see. I'd, I'd probably do it. You know how in the hospital they measure pain? when they, they ask you to rate your pain if you, like, you're, you know, you have to go to the hospital. Because they can't really tell. And they're like, scale one to ten, what's your pain? Ten's obviously unbearable, like, please help me. That dude looked like he was in about a nine. He started standing. He was in a standing position when he got stung. Well, he went to his knees. His, his he then ended up his... on his belly, <laughs> withering around on the ground. Okay, so uh, you got a number for me? I'm gonna yeah. give it a seven. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a nine with the with it right there with the pain that he endured. Okay, yeah, uh, a seven and a nine on the idiot scale for Coyote Peterson, dude. Um. Is an Animal Kingdom gym class hero, apparently. What are you saying, Tumba? Credit to him, because you're probably right, Burns. He is probably putting some cash in the bank account from uh, recording these type of things. Because this is the only visual evidence I have, I've had of a murder hornet in the seven days I've known about murder hornets. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, clearly he's getting a lot of views. I'm going to put him at about... I'm with you, Perez. He's a seven on the idiot scale. I mean, clearly in pain. But it looks like you recovered. We'll we'll live to see Coyote Peterson another day. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe not. <laughs> you know? well, I guess so. We'll see if it has uh, some lingering murder bee effects. Murder hornet. So speaking of Jordan's FU money. Uh, episode 6 of the Jordan documentary. Uh, Perez, I have no idea if you've caught up at this point. Burns, I'm sure you did watch it. Uh, goes deep into his fondness for a friendly wager. The man's bets on golf playing cards, even he was betting his own personal security who could throw a quarter closest to the wall, <laughs> okay? Like 20 bucks a throw. The problem is, is that $10 to you is the equivalent of $50,000 to Jordan. He actually once bet his Ferrari against Jamal Crawford's BMW in a uh, five-shot shootout. So it got me thinking. By the way, Jordan won. <laughs> Heroes. What's the largest wager you have ever placed? Uh, and even better, the second part of this question, what's the largest amount of money you've ever lost? Um, the, the largest wager was probably like 900 bucks or, or around $1,000. What was it, it on? Was, well, it was, a, it was a, a poker game. It was an all-in at the wee hours of the night. Been there. And uh, I woke up the next day with like 1500 bucks in my pocket. But I do remember there, there being a close to $1,000 bet all in at wow. one point. Wow. Okay. Um, what's the most amount of money you ever lost on a wager? Uh, I think it was uh, just one single wager or one group of bets. Okay. Let's, I, let's I, narrow I, this I down. Do. What's the most amount of money you've ever lost in a day? I'd say about four or 500 bucks. That's not too bad. I know you like to bet the pig skin. Uh, you know, I don't 
I don't like to bet that much anymore at all. I understand the uh, how the the odds are against you, and you know that much. So not not too much anymore. Okay, Perez. Most amount of money you've ever wagered one bet. Um, probably like maybe five thousand when I bet on myself and lost. Woo! Oh, a poker tournament. That was in life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what wager would that have been? (laughs) I took a class. Thought I was going to better myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Fail. (laughs) Fail. Complete and utter fail. I've I've, uh, played in the WSOP for $2,500 tournament before and lost. Wow. Didn't you come close to making money on that? I was real close, bro. How many people away were you? Um, I finished at like 590, or not, sorry, 497, not to be precise or anything. (laughs) And the field started with like close to 4,800 and cash was like 470. Wow. And that was like the end of day one and my jack couldn't hold up day's king. Oh man, that's brutal. Um, Most amount of money I've ever lost on one wager was, I think, I think it was like just over $800. Actually, one of y'all might have been at this poker game. Uh, it was over at uh, Punch's house in Raintree in Charlotte. <laughs> and uh, it was like 3.30 in the morning. And I was just like over it, man. And like they wouldn't, the person wouldn't split with me. So I went all in. <laughs> and yeah, it was a, actually, I, I vividly remember the next morning. Burns waking up in Hot Tub's apartment and your apartment, like really recovering from uh, <laughs> how hammered drunk I got that night. <laughs> Not a good look. Hungover and down eight hundo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not good. That's, that's a that's a couple of shifts at Harper's. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> bringing it back, bringing it back to the Harper's days. Shout out to us, uh, South Park. Um, gentlemen, you been in a grocery store this week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Went on Monday. Pre-res UTAB too as well? Oh yeah, I've been, I went, I was in there today. Okay. Have you gone the wrong way down a one-way street in the, uh, <laughs> in the grocery store yet? No, I, I've seen people joke about that and I don't, you know, I really don't pay attention to other people. Yeah, nowhere that I've been is really enforcing that. And if they did... I didn't even know there was a one-way street up until this minute. Okay, so I think it was three or four days ago, right? I'm in the Publix. Um, I'm not going to tell you where they are. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hate on their employees. Uh, but I did get verbally gym class heroed. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, what's her name? Karen? No, uh, man. This is this is one of those trips into the. Uh, no, it was. Uh, no, it was an older gentleman. Um, he was a little cranky with me. So. <laughs> this is right when they started like saying that it was a thing with the whole one-way aisles, okay? And this is one of those grocery trips where I have a basket. Like I'm getting less than 10 things. You know I'm hitting that express aisle, right? Okay, so I'm running through. I know where everything is. I go to this this is my home grocery store, right? And uh <laughs> I didn't see the signs. Guys, I didn't see them. <laughs> I didn't see. They're on the ground. It says, do not enter at the end of aisles you should not be entering. And then it says, one way on the aisles you should be entering and alternating at the ends of each aisle as you go across the grocery store, right? 
Well, uh, I'm two items into my basket. And again, I know where the things are that I'm looking for. So I'm just going to the spots. Apparently, I was going the wrong way down a one-way street. And I had this old man give me the, hey. (laughs) And I turned around because I was confused. I heard someone yell. What do you want, old man? (laughs) I'm like, I didn't, again, didn't realize that the things were on the floor. The signs were on the floor. I didn't know. I didn't know. (laughs) And this dude's like, you're going the wrong way. And then finally it clicked. I'm like, oh, I've heard them talk about this. Here it is. (laughs) I've been busted by the one-way grocery store police. (laughs) Welcome to the jungle. (laughs) Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. You were all up in it and didn't even know. The old man shamed me. I'm not going to lie. I Like, I'm not trying to be a rule breaker. In, in my older age, I follow the rules for the most part. You know, except for, like, public intoxication, like, walking around my neighborhood. <laughs> you know, P.R.S. busts my balls about that rule. But, you know, whatever, Rona. Okay? So, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to break the rules, and he yelled at me. And, like, people turned around and looked at me. <laughs> like, I'm the bad guy. I also wasn't, like, wearing a face mask or anything, so and, like, the four people on the aisle were, <laughs> you know? So it was, that, it was that real, like, man, I've your done Your time a, doesn't belong there, boy. I've done a bad yeah, thing here. Damn, Tombo's just raw-dogging it through life. We don't, we don't like your kind around these parts. I had a face mask in the car and everything, but I had worn it the previous day, so I needed to wash it or whatever. Uh, one of the ones that Victoria's been making, and... uh yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I learned my I lesson. Imagine, I can only imagine this old man seeing you walk in with no mask, and he's like disgruntled already. Sees you walking around with those tight pants. He's like, "Damn, look at that ass!" And then he walks the wrong way down the aisle, and he's like, "I've had enough of this shit." <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're, "I've you're had my eye boy. on you, boy." <laughs> he's like, "This yeah. motherfucker coming up in my public, walking the wrong way in those pants with no mask on. I've had enough." <laughs> That must be tight pants, Tommy. <laughs> Rule breaker. I, I, I'm just interested to see what I, because, you know, I'm either really nice or I would have told that dude, because not knowing at all about this rule, like never heard of it. I, I would have been like, dude, shut the, like, shut the fuck up. Well, so like, this <laughs> is the thing. It's like all in one moment. It like happened all in one moment. Right. So like, I'm just going about my business doing my thing. Right. Right. Like I know where I'm going. And then like I get yelled at, I get the, Hey. Right. And then I'm confused because I don't. Is, did that guy just yell at me? Like, and turn around with the confused look. But then as I'm turning around with the confused look, all the people are looking at me with the face masks on. And I'm standing in there without one going down the wrong aisle. So, like, immediately the shame sank in, like, clicked right away. Like, I knew that this was a thing, but I hadn't experienced it yet. Right. So there was no yelling at the old man. I just felt shame, Burns. <laughs> Just pure shame. Last time I was in the gym running laps, they have a little track. <clears throat> and the inside lap is for walkers, and the outside lap or lane is for runners. And this old dude was taking it wide, man. So I cut in the inside, you know, kind of cut him off a little bit. That was the last lap. I went and sat back down on the bench and was stretching or something. Had the earplugs in. He came all the way over, way out of his way to let me know. I shouldn't be cutting people off. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, and I looked up at him, and I took my earplug out. He repeated himself. 
and I continued just to sit there and look at him and didn't say a word. <laughs> and I think it, I think it made him more mad. <laughs> I normally snap back in that situation, and so I was like, kind of caught off guard, kind of like, "Peace be with you." Yeah, you're like <laughs> in your you're processing, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, I was kind of looking at him like, really. <laughs> And I didn't really, no words came out, and he just kind of, like, walked away. <laughs> you need to quit cutting people off, boy. I feel like that's the way to handle it, though. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Just yeah, no, that makes him way more uncomfortable. Just look at him and yeah. say nothing. I feel like if you said, peace be with you to, like, like a like a redneck. Oh, he might dot you in the face. <laughs> yeah. He, he'd be like, what? What did you say to me? <laughs> All right, here we go. Everyone's favorite game. You know it. You love it. It's pick one. We put the fellas in two tough situations. They got to decide which one they're going to endure. Gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do this. You found yourself on the bread aisle of the grocery store. (laughs) But damn it, there you go. Going the wrong way again. (laughs) We get it. All you wanted was a loaf of whole grain. But now you've made the grocery store mad. Now you must be punished. In order to exit the bread aisle, you've got two options. Uh, before I start this, what's your least favorite animal, bug, insect, whatever? Your least favorite. Ironically, I hate bees. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about you, Perez? Um, maggots. Maggots. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so behind door number one uh, to get off this bread aisle, 10,000 maggots and murder hornets. <laughs> okay. Are blocking you. From Bread Isle Freedom. You must fight through all of them to get to the produce section. Or behind door number two, 100 crying babies. They're not crying for fun. <laughs> They're crying because they have just filled their diapers with the most rancid, foul, and runny diarrhea the planet has ever seen. In order, in order to escape the Bread Isle purgatory, you've got to change all 100 diapers. Where do you come up with this shit? Okay, so... <laughs> Okay, so behind door number one, 10,000 either maggots or murder hornets, pick your poison, are blocking you from bread aisle freedom, or door number two, 100 rancid diapers that must be changed. Pick one. Well, I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one. Please do. I'm changing those diapers. Give me them diapers. Give me them diapers. I'm a pro. I got thrown up, I got thrown up on this morning by my oldest, so. Really? Um, yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, every every you have two kids. Everybody knows. Like, like let's we know the story. Yeah. No, but this is the thing: is okay. I get it. You've changed diapers before, but these are the most rancid, like runny looking things you ever like set your eyes on. And there's a hundred of them. Eight pound diapers. <laughs> there's a hundred. Yeah, of them. I mean, I don't think it can get much growth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, fair. I, mean, this is, I guess because it's fresh, but like <laughs> you know, like I literally got thrown up on this morning. So. Okay, well, Perez has already been uh, scarred for the day, so he's going to go with the gross uh, human waste. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's my thing. I guess. I guess so. Hey, dad life. Uh, Burns, what you going with, buddy? You want uh, the you I, want the murder hornets? You know, like every. Every pick one, I like to destroy the uh, topic. So I'm just going to put my hazmat suit on and go with the with either one. You pick it. I don't care. Whoa, you don't get a hazmat suit, homie. 
That wasn't in the that wasn't in the story. <laughs> You're right. It wasn't in the story. <laughs> I, I made it in the story. I'm no, 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 no. Burns, this is not how this works. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's my twisted mind that sets the scenario. It's yours that gets you out of it. <laughs> but no, no, no. You don't add hazmat. Well, you- I just, all right, all right. I'm changing diapers because there's no way. Because I, when I was 15, I got stung by like 30 bees. I'm not. It was like a like a my girl moment, and I don't want to go through it again. So all right. So let me hear it, Burns. I'm I'm going with the uh, changing diapers. No, like let me hear the phrase. Let me hear the catchphrase. Yeah, give me give me the diapers, Bob. <laughs> give me the diapers, Bob. <laughs> uh, mine is snakes, by the way, and I'm never going through an aisle of ten thousand snakes. Like I, my heart would stop, literally. Like I, only if Victoria was there to save you. <laughs> my awesome wife <laughs> saves me from baby copperheads. <laughs> yep. All right, diapers, documentaries, and fu money. The world has proven one thing during Rona: life without sports. It's manageable, and more times than not, just as entertaining. So if you've seen life, quote-unquote, and your fellow humans involved in a traditional gym class hero moment that has, you know, nothing to do with sports, we want to hear about it. At Gym Class Hero Podcast on the gram, just drop that DM. Perez, my highly enlightened friend over here. Give the folks another book recommendation. Last week was The Power of Now. Uh, By the way... Ordered it, FYI. That's awesome. Uh, should be here when I get back from Atlanta. How about you give us a recommendation today? Uh, one of my other favorites is The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire by Deepak Chopra. Okay. It, uh, Love me it, some Deepak. Yeah, he's, he's pretty awesome. Um, talks about coincidences not being so much and how we, uh, how we attract good things to our lives. That's pretty cool. Okay. Great recommendation. I'm going to see how the power now goes. Peace be with you, P-Res. You're going to love it. Okay. Uh, Burns, we're going to let the listeners in on the challenge accepted we spoke of at the end of episode 11 real quick. So I've been getting after Burns to be physically active, you know, other than putting it in. (laughs) No, no, let's not not make it, you know, a PR move here for you. Let's let's call it what it is. (laughs) You're fat shaming. (laughs) Okay. We'll call it what it is. I don't I think I, I was. Learn. I don't think I was fat shaming. I don't. You that sounds me gravy mean. and biscuits when you when I when you picked up the phone. It's true, people. Tombo, I got to run, guys. See ya. See ya. So, um, okay. Look, this is how it went down. Okay, I've been fat shaming Burns <laughs> about doing physically active things other than putting it in. You know, I do my physical. <laughs> well, activity. listen. This has been going on for quite some time, and normally it just tells me to go F myself, right? So recently he issued the challenge to me, and this was, this is a great challenge. He said, if I quit cigs, which I smoke cigarettes, it's a terrible, terrible habit, uh, that he would start working out. Little did he know that I had already made friends with my buddy Chantix. <laughs> Um, so it's a slow process. I'm still quitting. Burns, uh, give us the update. I know it's been about a week going. Uh, we talked about it before the podcast got started, but you've been getting after it, right? Yeah, I started doing little uh, sit-ups and push-ups. And, um, you know, I really can't go to any of the – well, I guess the parks just opened up, but no, no gyms. I don't have any equipment at the house. My my roommate does uh, 
have workouts in the backyard. Yeah, she's an absolute beast, by the way. Yeah, she. I don't. I don't even know if I want to even stand next to her while she's working out. It would make me look worse. I would feel terrible. Absolutely, she's she's a monster, dude. (laughs) But I've I've kind of joked around about joining in on her workouts. But you know, the last time thinking of the grocery store between two weeks ago and this Monday, it was such a different purchasing experience. I was getting cucumbers, tomatoes, nice. greens, yogurt. I got, uh, you know, straw stuff to make smoothies. The the one before that, I, uh, it was like a 12-year-old was given a credit card. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, was, I got Capri Sun, sodas. <laughs> really? Capri Sun? What kind of grown man buys Capri Suns without children you, you in his thought, house? You would have thought I had like a stable of children like ready to you know like i was running like a summer camp <laughs> birds but i can but, picture so. it in my brain <laughs> well okay yeah i saw you you showed us a picture of you eating a salad yesterday the other day man good hey, listen man it's all it's all love brother i'm <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad to see you doing no, it I, I i understand what your you know your your idea of me uh getting better at this and I appreciate it. You're welcome. And me, you know, me, me making fun of the old fat shame is just, we're, we're, we're long enough friends that I think you can do that. Yes, I'm allowed, 100%. But, and clearly you, know, you haven't, listen, you haven't keeled over and died yet. So uh, it's clearly you're not in that bad of a shape. Well, you know, it, but it, it is something that I need to work on because my with my job, I'm on my feet like seven to nine hours, you know, a day. Right. So, so I, I consider that kind of my... My calorie burns, you know, um, I don't even I don't even know how many calories I burn walking around every day for seven, eight, nine hours. Right. Yeah. But now it's like it's gone down to a a zero. I'm just kind of laying around just, you know, being lazy. So I need to get back to it. I can't wait to get back to work, but I need to I need to get moving. You know, for right now, I just have one or two workouts that I normally do. Okay, so we just divulge what our challenge is. Um, I'm getting better with the cigarettes. Burns is getting better with the workouts. Here we go. Challenge accepted. All right, y'all. It's a wrap again. I'm Thomas Michael, your host, creator and grocery store rebel. Thanking y'all for uh, giving us some love by listening on all our podcast platforms. I'll say this. Uh, my biggest hope for everyone out there during this crazy time is that you've all turned the turbulence into a blessing. You know, hopefully it's giving you all time to not only hug the ones you love the most, just a little bit tighter, but also learn to love yourself a little bit more. Once you started being nice to yourself, it's real easy to be nice to others. You know what I mean? So, damn it. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> we'll see y'all for episode 13 of the Gym Class Hero Podcast.